Alternative Radio. Pre-roll, baby. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Inked Marketing and Inked Marketing Kickstarter comic of the episode is Swords and Solace. You ready to jump on the nearly 150 followers? We should be. Join in the nearly 150 followers and be ready for it to go live. Swords and Solace is the third and final entry in the Swords and Sorrows trilogy. Rat, an assassin who wishes to earn his freedom from his oppressive guild, becomes a legend as he roams the land, cutting down every killer who dares step in his path. In the conclusion to the trilogy, Rat learns that true peace isn't just something that he needs to achieve himself, but it's something that must be taught to the next generation. So what you do here is you join, uh, or you just go to Kickstarter and you search Voyage, colon, The Call, and uh, jump on. Jump on now, and uh, soon, maybe catch an early bird deal. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I can't speak for them. But, uh, yeah, I'm proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing. Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 277, I believe. The 277th episode will, in fact, be a pull list priorities, and I will be going over all of the uh, books coming out on the 3rd of February, as well as the final order cutoffs due by the weekend. Uh, and I'm not talking about the, 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 the pop sensation. What is he? I don't know. Um, there we go. So, before we get into this, I got a shout out Hooked on Comics. As always, if you're looking for a place to pick up your comics that you may have missed or forgot to add to your pull list, then I urge you to check out Hooked on Comics Tuesday live pre-sale show. And uh, you don't need to get up off your ass or anything to do it. Just need some sort of mobile device and, uh, yeah, some internet. And you can hop in on some awesome, awesome buy it now style type of action. Uh, brought to you by NSCLiveTV.com. So just go to NSCLiveTV.com, go into the channel guide there. You'll know it when you get there. Hit uh, right, right towards the top, you should see channel 3. And that would be Hooked on Comics. And then you like the Hooked on Comics Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, just get set. Get set Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And then they also have a Saturday evening show as well at 7. And that's when you get everything else that's not new books. So, once again, Hooked on Comics, proud sponsor of the Cheers to Comics podcast. Now. Now, now, now. Let's, uh, let's talk about some stuff, huh? Let's talk about the final order cutoffs due this weekend. If you don't know what final order cutoffs are and how they work, if you don't pre-order your books or books aren't pre-ordered through the shops, then uh, the printers don't know how many to print. So there is a shortage of books. And then, you know, capitalism demands that these books go for a uh, you know supply and demand type of situation there. There's not a lot of it, so must make them expensive. If you want to avoid 
buying expensive, bent-up eBay books, then just pre-order your books through a goddamn comic shop. Start a pull list. Make your life easy. Don't worry about missing something. Um, yes, mistakes happen. You forget to add stuff. But all in all, for the most part, I have no worries. I have no worries as long as I have my pull list. So pre-order your books. So let's start out with... Uh, the books due to be ordered by Monday, February 1st. Uh, Engine Ward. Engine Ward number 8. There are two covers on that one. I don't know how far they're going to go with this series. I thought it might just be like a five or six parter, but ongoing? Maxi? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the plot, number 8 coming out. Plot puts out great covers, and they got one that's kind of hidden here. I don't I want to say hidden, that's not the right word, but according to Previews World, which I am getting my information from, um, no, no, I don't have an image here, but um, I have a plot variant cover behind me right now, actually. Love me some, mm-hmm, will it be an homage? I don't know. And uh, finally from Vault, we have Resonant, number eight, due by Monday. Well, that's a cool cover. I like it. Reminds me of my dog. My 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 old dog. Bad. Oh, he's got a shark. Holy shit, there's sharks. He's surrounded by sharks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sitting here just looking at the dog swimming, not realizing that he's being swarmed by sharks. That's terrifying. Oh, it's a horror book. Skylar Patridge is doing the art too, and I gotta say, I have um, her prints up in my uh, studio here. I'm looking at three of them right now that I got off the con circuit. It's so awesome to see her doing some interior artwork. She's a badass. True badass. Moving on from Vault hitting up Valiant. Uh, we got Bloodshot. Bloodshot number 11. Two covers to pick from by the weekend. Uh, Titan? Anything from Titan? Yeah, we got some Titan here. We've got Blade Runner Origins, number one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven covers. There is an FOC variant, and it's a Momoko variant as well. Um, I'm actually going to write that down for myself on account of I think I can make a couple of bucks off of that. Um, now, what's an FOC variant? Well, that's the benefit of, you know doing the FOCs. There's there's some things that you can't get unless you pre-order it before the final order cutoffs. So, yeah. Well, of course I would grab the uh, the pen with no ink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, and then Cutting Edge, Devil's Mirror. Number two of a two-part micro-series done by Francesco Dimitri and Mario Alberti. Couple of Italians doing some comics. Carrying on. Titan Comics, we have Oni Press. Yep, Oni Press. We do have a little bit of Oni Press. We've got Dryad, number nine. Once again, a series I'm not really reading, but what are you going to do? Hmm? Can't read them all. Uh, what else? Jeez, there's so much stuff to skip. So much stuff to skip. Aftershock. Yeah, a little bit of Aftershock here. We've got I Breathe the Body, number two. I seem to have missed the first one. It's, it's a bummer. We've got Kaiju Score, number four, coming out. 
What is this? This looks gnarly. I wonder if I pre-ordered this one way back in the day. Uh, Nuclear Family by Stephanie Phillips and Tony Chastine. America, 1957. Elvis dominates the airwaves and apple pie is served every meal. But with the dark cloud of nuclear holocaust looming, Korean war vet Tim McLean's major concern is taking care of his family in the atomic age. When the first bomb does drop on an unexpected Midwest city, Tim and his family find themselves plunged in a strange new world where what's left of the United States has gone underground while continuing to wage war on Russia with unthinkable tactics. Hmm... Yeah, I'm going to have to pre-order that one, if I didn't already. Stephanie Phillips is a monster, too. Ugh. This is going to be good. It's going to be really good. And that's not all from Aftershock, though. We've got a fourth book. We've got Sympathy for No Devils on its fifth issue. From Brandon Thomas and uh, Lee Ferguson. Did Brandon Thomas just do a Aquaman book, I believe? From Future State? Is that the same Brandon Thomas? Am I mixed up? I don't know. Uh, carrying on, let's go boom. Oh, shizzles. Uh, Alright, here it is. Here's the book. Berserker. B-R-Z-R-K-R. It's Berserker with no E's. Or vowels. Are there any other? Might just be E's. Same thing. There, I mean, according to previews here, there are four covers. You know, we got uh, an A, and we got a Mark Brooks, and then we got a, a, a foil variant of A for a dollar more, and we got a foil variant of B, and we got a blank. But as far as the retailer exclusives on this, there's going to be, I would say, over 100 covers. When it's all said and done, there's over 100 covers of this. Now, um... I, as somebody that kind of, you know, I like to think that I've got my finger on the pulse of the market a little bit, I am going to warn my listeners, do not succumb to um, trying to make money off any of these store variants at all. By the time you get them, 99% of them will have lost their value because the market is going to be saturated with this book. It is. Um, at least, uh, <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, yes, it's an indie book, but I have a feeling that shops are going to order the, uh, I don't even know the right word, a, a shit ton of them just to get those incentive variants and all of that stuff. There's a one in 1000 incentive variant. You know what that means has to happen that means a single shop has to order a thousand copies that means whoever's in that area is going to have a shit ton um, my point is, is there's there's gonna be a ridiculous amount of books out there um get the a cover for sure i mean get a few a covers for uh, i mean who knows what this book could be but as far as the value of those incentive covers that you may see all over the place i just I don't think it's worth it. Sure, there may be a couple that, you know, fucking go through the roof at some point in time, but I just, I, I don't see it happening. I'm trying to protect you guys, you know? I mean, Keanu Reeves doesn't need your money. I'm just going to go out and say it. Um, uh, but, mm, <sighs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm getting a few of the A covers. I'm not getting any variants, so I don't know. I mean, it is a Mark Brooks, and I like Mark Brooks, but at the same time, I mean, I just... 
Yeah, I don't know. Fucking, I'm not that much of a Keanu Reeves fan. I mean, I, I would, some would argue I'm not a Keanu Reeves fan at all. I like a couple movies he's been in, but he's usually my least favorite character. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I've got mixed feelings about this book, and I've talked about it all throughout the podcast. I have. Go through, I mean, if, I'm not going to get into it, how I feel about Keanu Reeves and this comic and kickstarting and boom and all of that shit. You uh, form your own opinion, but mm, yeah. Dynamite, anything from Dynamite on the FOCs? Nope, just a bunch of smut. Just a bunch of skin covers. How about IDW? Any IDW? Yeah, Transformers Back to the Future, number three. I'm sorry, I did not mean to sing there. It just came out of me naturally. Terribly, but naturally nonetheless. Um, yeah, fucking A. It's already on number three? Jesus. Uh, two covers that you have to choose from on that one. And if you're a Usagi Ojimbo fan, then you've got your ongoing happening with number 17. That you have to pre-order by Monday. If, I mean, you probably already have it pre-ordered at this point, right? But if you're looking for something new, there you go. And then, uh, hey, look, more. More Usagi Yojimbo. And that is going to be Wanderer's Road on its fourth issue of a six-part miniseries that Momoko is peaching all over. So, uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse, we have uh, Crimson Flower. Sounds dark. One, two covers on that one. Oh, and then finally, finally, we have the conclusion to probably my favorite Dark Horse series of 2020 that didn't end all the way in 2020. That's Skull Digger and the Old Skeleton Boy. On its sixth issue, Jeff Lemire, Tonsi Zonjik. It's, oh, uh, this final issue is going to be so good. And this cover is actually a page or panel from the fifth issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's two covers on that one. Ooh, who did this one? Cliff Chang. There you go. Gorgeous. Just gorgeous, I'm telling you. And then uh, more wrapping ups from the old Dark Horse. We've got uh, Tales from the Umbrella Academy. You look like death on its sixth issue. One, two, three covers. On this one, more Klausy Klaus. Will this series become a thing? I don't know. Um, from Image Comics. Oh yeah, now there's definitely some Image Comics you're going to want to order this week. Uh, yes, yes, definitely. Okay, uh, crossover. Crossover number four. One, two, three covers on this one. Looks like there's a top secret something? Hmm... Either way, I'll be getting the A and the B cover on this series um, as well. At, well, and I won't be getting a, any blanks. No blankies. Not for me. Um, the person which I lived with that was super artistical no longer lives here. So, no. Yeah, it's harder. Much harder for me to get these blanks drawn, especially since there's no conventions, goddammit. And who has that kind of money? Uh, Department of Truth, says the guy who brings home fucking 52 books a week. Okay, it's not 52, it was it's less. But, um, <laughs> I need my books, damn it. Uh, Department of Truth. 
on its sixth issue. Make sure you order it by Monday. One, two covers on that one. That B cover is interesting. Who did that? Elsa Charretier? Charretier? I don't know. I'm not good at stuff. But, oh, it's the same artist. What? Wow. Did they change up the artist? I'm I'm interested. I'm very interested. Uh, then we've got Da 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 on its 14th issue, some Robert Kirkman stuff. And then, and then, we have Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream Man on its 23rd issue. If you are not, if you are not reading Ice Cream Man or uh, know what Ice Cream Man essentially, I mean, it, hmm, there's so much to say about this book. For one, it's a great read. Two, it's almost... Uh, immediately flippable in a lot of times not every time but a lot of times um it's just not a high print run book despite its demand a lot of people out there just um apparently hate money and don't pre-order their books and they prefer to just pay 10 15 25 dollars an issue for this book not too long after it comes out and like i said that's not the case all the time you could still find some four or five dollar issues of ice cream man i bet maybe um on ship bay but yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, Monstrous uh, is right back with its 32nd issue. I will actually be dropping this one. It doesn't seem like the lovely Tatiana is going to be into this series, and I put it on my pull list for her, and it's a yet. It's a yet. I mean, it's not that it's bad. She was just expecting Saga. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, Monstrous, not Saga. Um, Nailbiter returns, 10th issue, final issue, I do believe. From, yep, conclusion right there. Cool. That answers that question of how long will the sequel be going, and 10 issues is the answer. Uh, Nomen Omen on its 12th issue of a 15-part maxi-series. There's two covers on that one. Then we've got Oblivion Song on its 30th issue. It's probably already on your pull list, but, you know, if you're looking for something to jump in on the 30th issue, or you're just a Robert Kirkman fan, you didn't know this was a thing, then there you go, Oblivion Song. I have a feeling it's going to be a show of some sort, but I couldn't get into it. I tried. I gave it 14 issues, and... Mm, wasn't for me. Uh, Post Americana on its third issue of a little six-part miniseries. The first issue just came out this last week. Uh, Rain Like Hammers on um, number two. Number two. Yeah, this is definitely not typical uh, comicking. It's done by Brandon Graham. Uh, infamous criminal brick block makes a desperate crash landing on an artificial palace world of... Sky Cradle, where he transfers his mind into a body of vat-grown butler. What? Body of a vat-grown butler to remain undetected. In this new butler body, he sets off to save Elle, a young woman who has unknowingly entered a deadly competition for our immortality. Fun. Actually, that sounds better than the first issue that I remember reading the description on. Hmm. And the first issue is actually in a second printing as well this week at the same time, so you can get them both. Get them both. Look at that. Uh, what is this? Savage Dragon on its 257th issue. There's two covers on here, apparently. The only difference is the style of trade dress. Um, yeah, 
There's the 70s retro trade dress, and then there's their er day 2021 trade dress. Trade, 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 trade dress. Yep. Scumbag. Scumbag on its fifth issue. Uh, fuck yeah, man. If you're not reading Scumbag, shit, go back, find them while they're cheap, because I have a feeling this is just set up to be some sort of a... Uh, I could see it being a, a mini-series type of... Mmm, maybe even... I could see it going H... Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. I could see it. I could see it. Oh, and we got some spawn. I've actually had one of my loyal buyers, customers on the, uh, the the business end of the podcast here, asking me to order him three of each of these spawn covers this week. And if you look at them, you know why. Um, <laughs> Bjorn Barons on the A cover is absolutely beautiful. Whoever this Bjorn Barons person is, I have only seen him do spawn stuff, and it's amazing. And Greg Capullo and Todd McFerlin. <laughs> When he comes on the podcast, I'll say his name right. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I can't. McFarlane, jeez. Respect the king, man. It's ah, a great fucking cover. And it's sweet to see Capullo back on Spawn covers. And what is this? Steven Segovia on a sweet C cover as well. Oh, it's a good time to be a Spawn fan. And then lastly, lastly... From Image Comics and the Indie Comics that need to be ordered by the weekend, we have a number one, Two Moons. Two Moons, number one from John Arcudi and Dave Stewart. Rumble and BPRD writer John Arcudi is back at Image with Rising Star Valero. This issue starts the long journey of a young Pawnee man named Virgil Morris, a.k.a. Two Moons fighting for the Union during the Civil War, when he is suddenly confronted by a shamanic, shamanic, shamanic roots. He discovers horrors far worse than combat as the ghosts of his past reveal the monstrous evil around him. Oh, boy. Fun, right? Um, kind of sounds similar to uh, a book that's already out there called the listener a little bit i don't know i'd have to i'd have to read it but it sounds kind of familiar you know i mean replace civil war with world war Two, and yeah one two three covers on that one and then that's uh that's it that's it for the focs Due to be ordered by... No, no, just the indies. Now we got to talk Marvel. <laughs> Don't forget about Marvel. The Marvel books that you got to order by the weekend. Just as important. Eh, not quite as important to pre-order. More than likely, the store is... You know, there's a better chance the store is going to have this on the shelf. But you never know, right? You never know. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man on its second issue. Get excited, right? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, Black Cat number three from the whole King and Black situation, tying in there. Black Panther's on its 23rd issue. There's two covers on that one. What? No, I take that back. There's three covers on that one. One of which is a uh, Black History cover variant. Look at that. That's a good one too. Uh, Captain Marvel on its 26th issue. One, two, three covers. Now we're getting the old. Uh, oh shit! What do they call them? Mm, masterworks marvel masterworks uh homage type of cover i like that i like that and then you got a mech strike variant neato 
You know, then you got a Captain Marvel, Marvel's snapshot, one shot. It's a lot to say there. Um, two covers on that one. There's a third printing on the Daredevil number 25. What? This one is the same as the second printing, minus the color. So, shit. That one might be something, actually. I don't know. I don't know. On account of the second one, I feel like isn't selling super well. If them to come out and do a third printing, I have a feeling that this third printing isn't going to be super ordered. And uh, it may behoove some uh, reaching speculators. I may clump myself into that situation to pick up an extra copy or two. You never know, man. You never know. And even if it doesn't become something right away, you know, rare comics is rare comics. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of time. Uh, King and Black Handbook. Oh, boy. Wow, this is, I guess, halfway through. That makes sense. Uh, just one cover, thankfully. And we've got another King and Black tie-in with Namor on its fourth issue. Two covers. Uh... Ba, ba, ba. Return of the Valkyries tying into King and Black with its third issue. You don't want you some of that, right? And then, let's see, one, two, three, four covers on that one? Alright. One of them's a Black History variant with our new Valkyrie here. So, bam. I don't know her name. Uh, Maestro War and Pax is on its second issue due to be ordered by Monday. Magnificent Miss Marvel on its 18th issue. There you go. Uh, just one cover. Marvel's Voices Legacy number one. What are we celebrating in this one? Celebrating Black History Month in Mighty Marvel style. Jubilee's Black? How did I not know that? Huh. Black Panther, Storm, Falcon, Ironheart, Luke Cage... Sp and Spectrum. Oh, that's Spectrum. What? I'm confused. Okay. Alright. Well, whatever. Whatever. Uh, this is, I mean, shit. Uh, Ho Chi Anderson, Danny Lore, and more, along with Sean Hill and Valentin DeLandro, and more. So there you go. Look at that blade. Come on, man. Come on. Gotta love a blade story. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Ha, ha, ha covers on that one. Um, New Mutants. Oh, and there's a Stormbreaker variant as well. Uh, well sometimes... Man, the Storm, I don't know, it could be something. Something tells me the Stormbreaker variant might be something. Hmm, we'll see. Uh, New Mutants, number 16, on its 16th issue, like I just said. Sorry, I'm still kind of... I don't know why I'm so drawn to this um, Bustos Stormbreakers variant for Marvel Voices Legacy. Um, maybe because one of, one of the Stormbreakers variants was a one per store? And it could... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a cool cover, but... It's kind of very static shocky. Very static shocky. That's the vibe I get out of that. It's cool, man. Whatever. Carrying on. Moving ahead. We have a symbiote Spider-Man tying into King and Black with its fourth issue. We've got more from The Union on its third issue. Two covers on that one. 
U.S. Agents pushing along with its third issue. Two covers on that one. If you're a Warhammer 40k fan, it's wrapping up with its fifth issue. you got to go back and find four other issues if you're just now getting it, but better now than never, right? Um, Wolverine on its tenth issue. Always order Wolverine. It's one of my favorite Marvel series right now. Two covers on that one. Kubert getting a variant. X-Men on its 18th issue. And Momoko's getting a variant on that. Who is that? Who is that? Oh my gosh. You know, I had a feeling that was Laura. Come on. Why has she got some wolves? I'm going to be getting that. Fuck, I love Laura Kinney so much. You guys know I'm not a Momoko fan. But every once in a while, she's done it twice now to me. Where she got me on that deceased variant with Poison Ivy, and now she got me with Black Cat, that variant, or that Aliens variant last week. I mean, I'm not saying this Laura Kinney variant is at, at the same level as those other two, but you never see Laura Kinney on some shit. Uh, man, I love that. What's up with those wolves? I gotta know. Gotta know. Continuing on. Uh, that might be my cover pick of the week. There's also a Black History Month variant as well. Storm killing it on that one. Who did that? Hernanda Souza. Souza? That's fucking rad. Alright, and those are all of the books that you need to order by Monday. But alas, that is not all of the FOC books. Because there is DC. If you're not familiar with how shit works, DC does shit differently. And they want their shit at a different time. So, that's uh, for the sake of everything. I usually just say order everything by the weekend. And uh, just get it out of the way. Because I think DC wants their books by Sunday at the absolute latest. So a lot of shops, you know, they make sure that you, know, you got to put them by Saturday. Well, you're listening to this podcast on Friday. So, you see, you see the dilemma here? You see the dilemma? This is why this uh, listening as, as soon as possible is important important now let's just get on with it these are the every single one of these are future state books yay all right future state aquaman number two wrapping up mm, carrie randolph getting the cardstock variant on that one future state batman superman uh number two um, I'm super excited for this one, probably more than all of the other Future State books. Not necessarily issue two, more so issue one when that finally fucking shows up. Um, because of Professor Pig being a dude, and this is issue two of that, so I would like to see more of that. Future State Dark Detective, number four of fourth. <laughs> Brian Boland getting the card stock on that one. So Future State Legion of Superheroes, number two, wrapping up. Ian McDonald getting the cardstock variant on that. Future State Suicide Squad, number two. Uh, Derek Chu getting the cardstock on that one. I might actually pick that one up. Uh, I, uh, Suicide Squad is another one of the few series from Future State that I'm very, very pumped on. And then we have Future State Superman vs. Imperious Lex, number two of the three-parter. And uh, old Scon getting the card stuck on that one. Do I have an image here? Give me an image. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So that's it. That's it. Those are all of the final order cutoffs. I cannot stress enough the importance of just being in the know of what's coming out, especially if you're a speculator. If you're a speculator and you don't know 
what's coming out on the final order cutoffs, I'm going to tell you right now, you're doing it wrong. So I'm here for you because I too myself have been known to speculate a time or two, and it has been known to pay off. Not saying that I'm a wizard, um, I'm just saying that I've, uh, I've, uh, got some, some, some stuff has happened based off my speculation. You know, I'm not saying based off my speculation, but it's paid off, let's put it that way. Now, um, I'm going to take a quick little breaky-poo, because I don't think I've taken a breath for approximately 32 minutes and 30 seconds now. So, um, I'll be right back to talk about the books coming out next Wednesday, February 3rd. All of the books slated to hit your slots. What's up, nerds? This is Rich, the host of the Three Fat Nerds podcast. I would like to invite you to check out our podcast. We have two shows every week, and both of our shows are about everything that is pop culture and nerdum. That's right. We talk about movies. We talk about comics. We talk about video games. We talk about role-playing games. We talk about Dungeons and & Dragons, and so much more. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. Also, while you're at it, go ahead and like our page on Facebook, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3FatNerdsPod. And of course, you can check out our website, 8122Productions.com. Most importantly, I hope you enjoy the show. With that being said, there's only one thing left to say. That's later, nerds. All right, I am back to talk about next week's books. The books coming out on February 3rd, 2021. So let's start with DC. Um, yeah, maybe it's not February 3rd, maybe it's February 2nd. Depends on your shop, I guess. DC allows their books to be released on the 2nd. And that's their, uh, their reasoning behind why they want their books, their FOCs early. You can just play ball with everyone else. I don't know. Whatever. Um... So, that being said, just the books coming out next week from DC. Let's start out, uh, we got some Future State stuff. We've got Harley Quinn, number two. I hear that one's pretty good. Uh, Superman and Metropolis, number two, is coming out. Uh, Swamp Thing, number two. The Flash, number two. The next Batman, number three. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, number two. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, oh, um, from Black Label. <laughs> that seems to be all of the Future State books. There's a bunch. Um, I hope I actually get my DC books this week. And as a matter, um, <laughs> uh, it's looking like I'm gonna get a month's worth of DC books all at once. So I'm gonna have to show you guys what a month of DC subscriptions for me looks like, <laughs> all in one pile. It'll be fun. Uh, follow on Instagrams. Um, or Twitter, or wherever else. I'll probably be on Twitter before Instagram, what am I saying? Now, continuing on. Yeah, Black Label, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Four. Sweet. Um, Hellblazer, Rise and Fall, number three. Hell yeah. Oh, what is this? We've got some Man Bat. You know, this uh, DCComics.com right now isn't giving me any images for these books. It's making things very difficult for me. But I'm coping coping. Man Bat, number one coming out. 
We've got Sensational Wonder Woman number five coming out next Wednesday. And then we have, uh, oh, from Sandman. How about those casting announcements, huh? I haven't looked at them yet, but I know that they exist. Uh, the Dreaming, Waking Hours, number seven. Hmm. And we've, is that all? Is that all? Uh, graphic, graphic, graphic. Far Sector. Far Sector on its 10th issue. And uh, that's all. Those are all the books from DC coming out next week, at least in hard format. Hard. Uh, now let's talk about the rest of the stuff. God, I hate it when my phone blows up. Fuck. God, it's annoying. You can turn it off and it's still annoying. And it's just, ugh. Whatever. Sorry. Sorry you had to hear that. Uh, <laughs> comics. Comics. Um, what's coming out next week from everyone else? Vault Comics. From Vault Comics, Engine Ward is on its seventh issue. There's two uh, covers on that one. And we've got Resonant number seven. And uh, Vagrant Queen, Planet Called Doom, on its sixth issue. So, Vault's coming out swinging next week. Mm, no Valiant, no... Oof. Small Week Scout. Anything from Scout? Yes, we've got some Scout. We've got Midnight Sky, number seven. Get excited about that. Hey, how about that uh, announcement with Scout and uh, Electric Black getting the first ever horror animation uh, deal ever through... Um, oh, shit. What's the name of the place? Whatever it is. It's the same people that do Rick and Morty um, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but congratulations to Joseph Smalky. You know, I just missed that on the news when I went to record the, the news episode, on the midweek episode, the highlight episode this week. Um, but, goddamn, that's that's bad. The first ever, that's hard to believe, it's the first ever horror cartoon. How has that not been a thing? Cartoons have always been humorous? American horror cartoon. Ah, that's the, that's the, the, the different, yeah, because the whole, you know, anime stuff. That makes more sense. But to say, I've seen some horror stuff, but no, not American. Not American. Um, but yeah, well, I just I thought while we were on the scout or the subject of scout comics, I'd bring that up. Uh, Midnight Sky, number seven. That's coming out. We're reading Midnight Sky. There you go. And then we've got a number one. Oh, man. The Shepherd, number one. All right, here's the mm, scout comics imprint, black hair. Uh, Alright, I have a feeling. I got a feeling. Alright, so Scout does this thing every once in a while where they put out a secret VHS variant cover. And if you get that cover and it's in good enough shape, then you could take it to the, 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 the market and usually get about 100 bucks for it. You know, 80 to 100 bucks. Usually minimum 50. Um, I'm starting to maybe notice a, li a little bit of a pattern with the covers of the books that may turn out to be surprises. With that being said, The Shepherd. Has, uh, if if the, there turns out to be a uh, VHS secret variant of this book, then I'm going to... Nah. This, this solidifies my argument as to the, the, the being able to predict what they're going to do that to, or what books they're going to do that with. So, and there you go, speculators. That's, that's my 
that's my thoughts on it so far. I mean, hey, shit, you may be able to go back and look at the last three and completely debunk me um, altogether when comparing things. But I just, I have a feeling they're gonna, they're gonna do something with this one. That's just me. Um, there you go. That's Scout Comics. You're gonna want that stuff, man. You're gonna want that stuff. Anything from Oni? Yeah, we've got some Oni. Speaking of the old Rick and Morty. Um, well, we got a number one. Rick and Morty World's a Pat. From Josh Trujillo and Jarrett Williams. Based on the hit season four of Rick and Morty, see some of your favorite new characters collide in Rick and Morty World's Apart. Brand new miniseries. There you go. See the outrageous shit dragons in an all-new tantalizing adventure where Morty can save them. And when fascist Teddy Rick shows up to ruin Rick's ultimate vacation plan, no one is safe. Um, I am off of Rick and Morty comics. I'm not saying the comics are bad. I guess I'll just put it this way. I'm kind of off of Rick and Morty. You know, I'm just... I think I'm done with it. It's not... You know, the first two OG seasons are great, man. The third season... Well, a lot of that was, some could argue, genius. Now... Uh, I've tried. I can honestly say I've tried three times on each episode of season four and I don't think I laughed once and that that's not that's uh, hopefully the comics are funnier maybe that's what I should do is actually read the comics but no because of what's happened um I'm uh I think I'm off of Rick and Morty I respect the OG shit I respect the OG shit but mm. and there you go there you go. I'm now once again. I gotta throw out that disclaimer, like I usually end up doing every single Polis Priorities. I'm not here to say because I'm not getting it, you shouldn't get it yet. No, that is not what I ever ever mean by that. You know, I'm allowed to have a feeling every once in a while and an opinion, but at the same time, I'm not here to 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 sway you away from anything. You know, leaning into something that's a whole different thing. You know, I'm all about getting you hyped up on the things I'm excited for. But just because I'm not excited for something doesn't mean that you shouldn't go out and get it. You know, if you loved, if you continue to love Rick and Morty, by all means, man, get this shit. But considering that this is based off the season that I don't like, I mean, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for me to get it unless I was trying really, really, really hard to like that content. We'll see. We'll see. There we go. I said stuff. Uh, continuing on. Don't miss anything. Don't miss anything. Oh boy, from Coffin Comics, man, how is that even allowed? How is that even allowed? Um, obviously I'm looking at Lady Death, but the A cover, I mean, one could argue that those are just the nipples, and they're, you know, elegantly designed. Those don't look like pasties. I mean, they're fucking red. It's, alright, whatever. I mean, I'm not trashing the art. I'm just saying, how did they get away with this? Uh, when you're Brian Polito, I guess. And that one right there, I mean, fuck. That's it's a, it's a lot of skin, y'all. It's a lot of skin. So Lady Death, there you go. Um, Blasphemy Anthem is what it's called. Jesus Christ. Alright. Um, <laughs> something else, man. Anything from Behemoth? Oh, yeah, from Behemoth. 
the second printing of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I got a feeling that this book still, even though it's, I don't want to say just a second printing, I have a feeling a second printing might turn out to be possibly even more um, down the road. Probably not going to be highly as you know produced, but um, still not a, a very popular series. You know, it's not like they're giving it a second cover. You know, usually when you don't change up the cover art, it makes it a little bit harder to resell. Uh, second printing. You know, that's why they, I don't know. Um, but uh, I dig it, man. I'm excited for it to show up in my pull box. And then we've got Hotline Miami Wildlife number five, which is a, an eight-part series that I'm picking up for. Oh, deep cut for you. Hey, guys, remember Mason? Remember Mason, old producer of the podcast? Um, guy just got a little busy for old Brian. But... Of course, he's still friends, friends of the show. Um, as a matter of fact, he's actually the guy that got the new camera for the the, the um, YouTube channel. So if you go there and check out the YouTube channel recently, you may notice some 4K quality now. Yep, that'd be Mason. Um, well, uh, fucking Hotline Miami. I'm picking this up for him. It's on my pull list. I'm here to remind you as well. Two books from Behemoth in the same week, and I end up in my pull box. That will be a first. For shout. From Ahoy Comics, we have... What is this? Wrong Earth, Night and Day, number two. There you go. Oh, looks like a fun buddy cop type of stuff. Anything from Aftershock? Yes, Aftershock. Now, this book right here, Maniac of New York. I had a feeling about this book. I did. I picked it up, A, because it sounded really cool. And now, I'm starting to see a little speculative chatter. Some people wishing they, you know, kind of got their, their hands on this. Um, not enough being, not being enough supply for the demand, if you will. I don't remember how many I pre-ordered. More likely, I just ordered the one for me. Knowing it would be, or, you know, just betting it would be good. But I didn't think there'd be anybody else talking about it. We'll see. We'll see this week. But this might be the sleeper indie book of the week. So if you can get your hands on Maniac of New York, then do it. Do it, man. Um, let's see here. Oh, you know what? I'm remembering this FOC. And I have a feeling this is going to get gnarly here shortly. Um... Continuing on, though. Ablaze. Anything from Ablaze? Yeah, a little bit of Chimerian Frost Giant's Daughter on its third issue now. Four covers. Is that a... That might be an homage variant, but I, I couldn't tell you what it's homaging, to be honest. Usually the D covers on this series have been homage variants, but... Yeah. If I can't tell what it's homaging, then, you know... I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for me to grab it, huh? Uh, what's from Aardvark? Speaking of homages, what's the Cerebus in Hell 2021? Alright. Get an advanced look at the entire. Oh, shit! Hell yeah, man. I'm gonna be all over all of these. I might as well just pre order all of these now. Uh, the, the, see, they, the, Aardvark does a great job of well, just essentially doing cover swipes. My favorite thing. And there's some really good swipes. We got a flaming carrot swipe. We got a ASM 50 swipe. Are you kidding me? ASM 129 swipe. Crisis swipe. 
Howard the Duck. Uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. I'm loving it. Um, Up to the, the, the big indies. Nothing from Boom. Here I am thinking it's going to be a massive week, and yet, nothing from Boom. Uh, IDW? IDW, we have, oh yeah, Kanto, your favorite little tin man. Uh, Kanto 2, The Hollow Men, wrapping up with this fifth issue. They just announced more Kanto, though, guys. More Kanto. I think they greenlit two more miniseries. Come on, this is... Uh, congratulations to David Boer and Drew Zucker. They've both been on the podcast at separate times, so there's a couple episodes for you guys to go back and listen to. We talk about this tin phenomenon before he was a phenomenon. Uh, gotta love it, man. Uh, more from IDW coming out next week. We got Chain to the Grave, number one of a five-parter. I wonder if I got this one. It's hard for me to tell sometimes with indies. I don't remember what I pre-ordered. A lot of times it's a surprise. Um, Outlaw Roy Mason has come back from the dead, chained to the headstone that marked his grave. It's a lawless time, a magical time, and the undead Roy soon finds himself caught between a rock and a hard place as he sets out in search of treasure, naturally. But Roy, trying to do right by wife and children, he left behind soon finds out that everything is not always as it seems, naturally. That's what happens, right? Awesome. Awesome. I don't know if I picked it up. I don't know. Uh, Sea of Sorrows coming out with its third issue. I just had Rich Doick on the podcast uh, very recently. Go through and check that out. Same guy did Road of Bones. Then we've got Snake-Ass Dead Game, number four. If you hate comics, then buy this book. Okay, yes, I, I did something that I said I wouldn't do, and that's uh, trash talk. Uh, I try to sway you away from a book, but there's one creator I have an exception for. There's one, and it's Rob Leftfield. And, um, yeah, I mean, look at the fucking... What is going on with that leg? Like, nobody in the shape of anybody. Not even the most obscenely shaped... Um, the bodybuilder on the planet has ever looked like that. This is just... Dude, 25 years and you've gotten worse. You're not good. You're not good, Rob Leftfield. You're not good. There. He's the only person I'll say don't buy his book because we need to just phase him out of comics in general. If you don't like what I had to say there, I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. Is he redeemed in the B cover? Nope. Nope, not at all. All packaging pouches. <sighs> what the fuck? Uh, no feet. No feet. Star Wars Adventures number three. Get excited about that, right? There's an A and a B cover coming out. You got a little Darth Maul action. Look at him and his legs. But the big one. The big, 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 big. Big book this week coming out is coming out of IDW guys coming out of IDW we're gonna have some first appearances here in the Star Wars universe and you know what that means mm-hmm. Star Wars the High Republic Adventures yes we all know that Star Wars the High Republic out of Marvel is doing great things 
super specced on, but I'm sure there's a bunch of some bitches that didn't get in on this. And you want to know something? You want to know something? I did. I did. I ordered multiple copies of this book, and, and this is before anybody confirming there being any first appearances, but to me, I look at it as if you had half a brain, it would make sense to assume that there's at least one new first appearance in here. It turns out there's, I think there's three, from what I've read. So, you're gonna want you some of this. Just saying. If you have the opportunity to pick it up, and that's hard on second printing. Second printings don't often make shelves, at least not in any areas that I shop. You know, that's usually something you do have to pre-order. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's going to be big. I'm telling you. My guess is Wednesday afternoon, uh, eBay sales $17 on first day. There you go. I said it. Uh, the old Troidals. Jenica, Chapter 2, Issue Number 4 of a little six-parter. Gotta love that, right? More Turtles, Last Ronin on its third printing, sweet-ass Kevin Eastman variant. Um, yep, pre-ordered that one. At least I should have. I look, I feel like most of the books that I'm that are going to be in my pull list are going to be IDW. Um, and then finally, uh, the book that I'm most excited to read out of all the indies this week, I believe, at least so far from what I'm seeing, is Transformers Beast Wars. Um, Beast Wars is when I got into Transformers. You know, that's the age bracket that I start. You know, I was able to start consuming television. Beast Wars was just a thing. We were just starting to see terrible CGI for the first time. But nevertheless, I thought this is groundbreaking shit, man. This is groundbreaking shit. My toys aren't doing that. It's not what my because I still had the old tra Transformers toys. I just as far as watching things go, you know, it was Beast Wars for me. And ah, oh, man. I am so pumped for this series to read it. And uh, Eric Burnham, Josh Burcham, <laughs> no relation. Um, oh, man. And there's going to be, oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure I even uh, ordered extra copies of this because we're going to get some first appearances in here. I'm beyond pumped. Beyond pumped for Beast Wars. Pick it up. Pick it up if you can. Uh, let's talk Dark Horse now. The Dark Horse books, com Dark Horse com books coming out next week. We've got some Avatar stuff. The next Shadow, number two of a four-parter, trying to keep Avatar relevant. Uh, Fear Case. What was Fear Case? Fuck, I don't remember ordering Fear Case. Uh, from Matt Kint. Oh, fuck. Uh, a no-nonsense Secret Service agent and his New Age partner investigate a mysterious box known as Fear Case, which has appeared throughout history at sites of disaster and tragedy. Whoever comes into possession of this case must pass it on within three days and face deadly consequences. The agents must track down the fear case while staying one step ahead of a psychotic cult and the otherworldly force behind the case's existence. Sweet. That's right, I remember that. I don't remember putting it on a pull list, but this might be a hooked on comics type of thing there, huh? How's that? How's that for you? Fear Case, one, two, three covers on that one. And then if you like the old video games, you got Overwatch. Uh, number three, London Calling, two covers. That's Dark Horse. And then we have Image. What's going on with Image this week? Let's make it a surprise for me, too. Uh, what do we have here? Deep Beyond. Fuck. This might be another one I fucked. 
Uh, number one of a 12-parter from Mirka and Dolfo and David Goy. That's a sweet cover, man. That's a sweet cover. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven covers on that one. Ew. Seven covers. This might be something, guys. Might be something. Uh, Firepower is on its eighth issue. It has since been dropped from my pull list, but eh, if it blows up and becomes something, it'll be the book I didn't read but have the first five issues of. You know, I just... It's not for me. I've, ha I've had it recommended to me by some people with good taste a couple of times, but all in all, mm, it's just, I don't like it. That's all there is to it. I don't like it. Uh, we've got a bunch of image firsts this week. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven image firsts out there from Ascender, Bitterroot, Die, Philadelphia, Merca, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Mercy, um, Old Guard, and Undiscovered Country. So let's get on those for sure. Um, Inkblot on its sixth issue. I've got Tartarus. Tartarus? Tartarus? I don't know. I'm never going to be able to say that right. Or maybe I have been and just don't know. Uh, two covers on that one. Old Johnny Christmas killing it on this from what I understand. I hear it's really smart. and That's, that's, that's not me. I'm not really smart. So... <laughs> And then we have, surprisingly, one of my most anticipated series out there since I just started rereading. I can't say rereading in good conscience. Reading The Walking Dead um, because of, you know, this whole deluxe thing going on now. Every other week I got a Walking Dead issue to read and shit, man. Ugh, so good. So good. Um, I'm loving... Oh, fuck, sorry. The differences. I think Yawn came out of nowhere. And those are all the indie books coming out next week. Let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up with Marvel. Ah, there it is. There it is. Let's explain some stuff that didn't happen in my pull box last week, huh? All right, let's just get on with it. We've got Amazing Spider-Man number 101, a facsimile. Yep, I think I'm going to start picking up the facsimiles. I do. I mean, I, I collect homage variants. Why not collect the original variants? And this is me just talking out loud right now. I'm not saying anybody else should go out and do this. But, you know, if you guys know anything about me, I have the whole wall of books. That's the wall books. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I collect homage covers, and um, this seems like something that I would, yeah. I don't know. A cover that should be homaged more often. Let's put it that way. So why not have the original cover? 101, Spider-Man. And then we have the book that mm, I was so excited to have last week and didn't happen. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 55, the second printing, the red Gleason variant. So there you go. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go on a Gleason rant right now. I'm not, I don't want to call it a Gleason rant. Gleason has nothing to do with it. He just started the situation. It's, everybody and their mother now is trying to homage this cover a week after it came out and Here's the deal. Here's the issue I have with trying to homage this cover. The substance in which the character's portrait is made of should be relevant to the character. Doing a Hulk variant and Spider-Man webbing is stupid. It's stupid is what it is. 
Um, doing Star Wars variants and Spider-Man webbing is stupid. Yes, you, you, you figured out the formula. You get it. Um, but th- th- that's, that's stupid. You want, you want to impress me? You want to impress me? Do you want a fucking, like, lightsaber glow? You know, you want to do a Yoda? Somehow make it, you know, do it like that. Where you, you use the thing. Use the thing. You know, it makes sense for Spider-Man to have webbing. It, I mean, even the Venom one. When, when Gleason did the Venom one, I was like, eh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I would have liked to have seen some symbiote action there. Not Spider-Man webbing. Um, so that's that's where I'm at on the swipes of this. You know, I just said I collect cover swipes. I won't be collecting any cover swipes of this unless, like I said, it falls within the correct formula of it being um, designed in the you know, relevant material, if you will. That, and that's that's my rant on that. That's all I'm going to do. Um, does that take away from this B cover? Or this second printing being done red? No. No, it doesn't. It, this is beautiful. And, you know, if you're going to put out a third printing and make it blue on white, or purple on gray, or fucking whatever, whatever. Um, but the red and black makes sense. Um, the you know See, you know what you should have done there? I'm just... Just tell you what you should do, because <laughs> Patrick Gleason's listening right now. Um, looks kind of milesy if you would ask me. You know, maybe maybe blue instead. You know, save the red for a miles, and then you could do it in the webbing. That would make sense. That would make sense, right? It would make sense. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I just I think I'm already kind of over it. It's. I'm not saying that I like the 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 first printing and the second printing any less. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if we're going to allow this cow to be milked to this extent, this quick and fast, then I don't know. I don't know. It just it's not as fun for me. That's all. That's all. Uh, carrying on, carrying on. Avengers number 42 is coming out next week. You bet your bottom dollar I'm getting on that one. It looks like, uh, Alex Ross is back with his timeless Voyagin variants. Old Hawkeye there. You can't call it a Virgin variant. It says Marvel on the cover. Mm. There. Uh, uh, Black History Month cover as well with Blade on there. Representing, man. Representing. Uh, ah, Fuck. There's a connecting variant as well. Oh, that's Hyperion. I said Centurion in the last podcast. If you listen to the last podcast, the the I, I yeah I, I misspoke and said Centurion instead of Hyperion. So there we go. But Hyperion <laughs> looks fucking rad. Or is that even Hyperion? Fuck. I don't know. Could be. Might not be. Shit. Phoenix Force though, right? Right. Uh, Avengers Mech Strike is coming out. Number one of a five-parter. One, two, three, four. Four. Four covers on that one. Oh, hey. Um, Hellions. Hellions number nine. So, yeah, there you go. Hellions is... I, I, the only Hellions I've really read beyond the first issue is the, the, the tie-ins and whatnot with the old uh, Ten of Swords. 
It continues to remain on my pull list, but eh, I'm not really reading it. It's not necessarily a priority for me. Immortal Hulk is on its 43rd issue now. One, two, three covers on that one. Now, let's talk about these covers. Huh? Kind of looks like a... Uh, um, fuck. An homage variant of sorts, but different at the same time. I like it. I like it. I don't know if I picked it up. I picked up the last homage variant on accident. I wonder if I did this one. We'll see. We'll see. And then, but then, we have Declan Shalvey doing a bad-ass fucking Aliens variant again. Uh, it's so good, man. It's so good. I just loved Xenomorphs. I think it's my favorite character design in all of pop culture is Geiger's Xenomorph. It's just the coolest thing. The coolest thing. And we've got some King and Black stuff here. We've got Black Knight, number one, one, two, three covers on that one. King and Black Gwenom vs. Carnage is on its second issue now. Um, this is bringing back Gwenom fever. Two covers on that one. Uh, King and Black Marauders. Mm-hmm. Marauders is getting their own King and Black tie-in. Uh, two covers on that one. Uh, King and Black Return of the Valkyries is on its second issue now. Two covers on that one. Phil Noto doing a pretty awesome second or uh, B cover, if I do say so myself. And then we have Legend of Shang-Chi is starting up with a new ongoing series. Um, yeah, one, two, two covers on that one. Fuck, did I get this one? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Runaways. Runaways on its 33rd issue somehow. Uh, Star Wars on its 11th issue. Uh, three covers on that one. There is an action figure variant. Old Max Rebo. I don't know if I did this one or not. I don't remember. Um, a lot of times, the Star Wars action figure variants, they don't announce what the actual character on the, the, the cover is. Until after I put in my, <laughs> my my FOCs already, so I, sometimes it's a surprise for me. But then sometimes I'm running late on the FOCs, and I go through and I see it, and I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know anything about Max Rebo. I mean, I can give two shits about Ra Max Rebo being on my wall, but maybe that's not the case. Either way, it looks like it's going to be a surprise for me. Um, Star Wars High Republic issue number two. There's some spec around this book. Fish out. Um, yeah, you're gonna want it. You're going to want it. I think it's the the first appearance of some evildoers of sorts. I don't remember, but it's a thing. Uh, Strange Academy on its eighth issue. Super Hot Series still. Three covers on this one for the eighth issue. Then we've got Venom, number 33. What's the legacy numbering on this one? 198. Oh, man. Two issues left. Two issues left. Oh, boy. I'm excited. I'm really excited for this one because, for some reason, part of me really wants to see Rex Strickland become Venom. For some reason, for some reason, what am I saying? Um, because I have uh, an abundance of Venom number ones. That's why. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's uh, that's that's where I'm at on that. I I think eh, plus I think it'd be new and exciting for the next creator to take on a whole new uh, whole new thing. And the last book that'll be coming out of my stupid mouth is X-Factor number 7. And uh, there you go.
those are the books coming out next week. Um, I, uh, I look forward to showing off my pull list on the YouTube channel on Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe to that and get notified. You can see what I come home with. I'm not just talking shit, man. I take home a lot of these books. And that video is essentially my proof. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I hope you have been informed, persuaded in a good way. Um, enlightened, uh, you got something out of this podcast, man. I hope you've got something out of it. Excited. Excited is a good word. I hope you got excited about something. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to Ake to Marketing, as always, nsclivetv.com, hashtag the apocalypse on Twitter and on Podchaser. Follow that list. It's the best list of independent podcasts out there period if you don't know hashtag the apocalypse and that's apocalypse with a d instead of a c then uh know it no i i'm surely not the only podcast you listen to and if you're looking for more the, the, just the best podcast recommendations out there then that's the that's the thing to do so like the list on podchaser.com hashtag the apocalypse just click on lists look to the right and you'll see the hashtag the apocalypse is uh one of the best the biggest most liked rated lists in the planet so uh real proud of that one there check that out remember to review this podcast on itunes review it review it review it please um i I think I literally just begged you without meaning to. But that's that's how important reviews are to this podcast. If you made it this far, then you don't have to do it every podcast. Just the one time. Leave a five-star Apple review. Boom. Done. That's it. You know, I know not everybody has a, an iPhone. You could do it right this second. But, you know, go home. Put it on your get on your pc you could do it i don't have any apple equipment and i could still i rate podcast five stars all the goddamn time so do it do it and then if you really 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 love the podcast then join patreon patreon.com slash cheers to comics i am putting up uh creator corner episodes ad free and early um consistently now so I've got a couple up there now that you can't listen anywhere else but on Patreon. And uh, you'll never hear them ad-free anywhere else besides Patreon. So if you hate McDonald's commercials and shit, not that there's anything wrong with McDonald's uh, sponsors, I love you, or whoever happened to <laughs> sponsor this podcast at this particular time. Gotta love targeted ads, right? Um, you know, just, if you got better shit to do with your time, then there you go. Patreon. It's worth the dollar, I promise. So, that does it. Um, thank you all. It's been a joy. Uh, I will talk to you again next week. You know I will. You know I will. Have a fantastical weekend. Pre-order your books. Start a pull list. Stay safe. Read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast.